It's podcast time. Do, do, do. It's podcast time. Do, do, do. On her just saw. Oh, uh, atomic blonde. I'm gonna make like we've been in conversation for a little while as we sort of get rolling. This may get cut. It's not gonna get cut because there are no cuts on the podcast. Welcome back to Heard You Saw. I'm joined tonight by Shay Collins, EJ Lee, and Zachariah Ganderwolf as we're gonna talk about atomic blonde. As is tradition, we will then start off with our one line hot takes for the newcomers to the podcast. Zach. The way this works is we'll be going around each and just giving our one-line hot take to sum up the entire film. One line, just your first initial thoughts, whatever you feel in your heart. We're going to begin with the master of disaster, the person who's going to keep us on track, because this time it's the fast cast. EJ Lee, your one-line hot take of Atomic Blonde. A lot of neon, a lot of 80s music. Uh, It's kind of a hot mess. Hot mess? Big hot mess. Big hot mess. Huge hot mess. Delicious hot mess. <laughs> Zach, your one-line hot take. It was a great music video. Yeah! <laughs> fucking good! Oh, that's... Wow, that's incisive. Solid. I like yeah. this. That I like solid. this. This man was prepared. Shay Collins. Uh, this film highlights why John Wick is so good. Yes, because this was one half of the John Wick team, wasn't it? One half of the John Wick team. Yeah. Just the John part. Just the John. No Wick. No Wick. All right. <laughs> As is tradition on Heard You Saw, we will now move into the recounting of the... Oh, yeah, my one-line hot take. Holy shit. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm in fast cast mode. Uh, My hot take, I would say, this movie thinks it's a lot smarter than it is. It's quite pretty in places, but eh, it's that girl at the party. You think, maybe she has cool ideas. She doesn't. EJ. What girl at the party? Thanks for kicking the table there, Shay. Just uh, cool. Um. the girl, sometimes you... Well, not girl, person... Okay, that no, was... No, EJ's <laughs> just wondering, wait... Where are, they, where are these girls... Where are these girls at the party who make you feel like this that, woman, you're yeah. watching Atomic Blonde? So we'll now do a recount of the premise slash plot. EJ, as the machine of engine of progress who's going to make sure that we stay on track and on time. It is going to be very difficult to sum up this movie because I'm not completely sure I understood all of what was going on. There were a lot of moving parts. That's what makes you good because you give up halfway through. And That's very true. Let's give up halfway through. Okay. Okay, so um, Charlize Theron is recounting a mission in 1989, pre-fall of the Berlin Wall, to the London MI6 people, and also some Americans. John Goodman. John Goodman is in there, he is wearing glasses. Yes. Um... So she's, like, basically recounting this 10-day period in which they're trying to get the list, which is, as ever, just... A massive list of every spy ever, and also a double agent. That's important. You right? would you would think that spies would stop keeping giant lists You'd of who everybody that, is. Yeah, they burn everything but this list. This yeah. one list, yeah. For some reason, that's how people get paid. Is that list? It's true. It's it's in a watch, and um, she has to go find it from James McAvoy, who is wearing furs a lot and has. What is described as a Sinead O'Connor haircut. Yes. Yes, in movie. That's diegetic Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, So they are in Berlin, on the east side of Berlin primarily. But also on the west a bit. Sometimes they go over there. There's a guy named... (laughs) I don't remember any fucking names. Uh, I want to call him Spyglass. Spyglass. There's a guy named Spyglass who claims to have memorized the entire list. Plays by Eddie Marsden, who's great. Uh, Yes. Everyone wants a list. No one knows who is who. 
there's a bisexual relationship that is the best part of the film. Second best part of the film. And it is the one of the best visualizations of a female female sex scene that I've seen in a film. How would it compare to Bound to reference a previous episode? Um, I liked it equally to, if not more. I liked it more than Bound because it was 80s themed and there was a lot of neon. Nice. And also Charlize Theron is just a goddess. Yeah. And seems to be very tall. Yes. I, I, I will say that there was a moment in this movie that like really sold me a bit on Charlize Theron and I feel like it may have been a stunt double because you couldn't see her face but the moment right at the beginning when she's in her bathtub full of ice yeah. which she takes bathtubs full of ice regularly because of the pain of being the a secret bruises. agent oh yeah you yeah, gotta yeah. I might need to yeah, at some point yeah, reach into a ice bucket and pick out a gun yeah so I need to train and take ice M- baths maybe she was just cooling her hand down because maybe you know she felt like how did no hot. one <laughs> see that coming like oh she's reaching really obviously into this ice bucket so wait slowly. we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah sorry yeah uh, there's the moment when she like gets the out of the lines. ice bath and she like fucking flexes yeah like and I was like I don't know whose back that is I want to believe it's hers because of Mad Max. It could Possibly. be a double. Yeah. It could be a double. Also, there's a lot of fight scenes that have no music behind them. And people seem to actually react correctly to being hit and being stabbed and being shot. It was quite a, 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 a gritty film, agreed? Yeah. In the sense, I'm doing air quotes for the podcast. Um, in the sense that people like got fucked up. Yeah. Like I quite liked that even though Charlize Theron as Lorraine Broughton... I want to say Broughton? I have Broughton? no fucking clue what her name was until well, that girl Broughton. wrote it down. Broughton. Protein. Protein? Maybe? There was something in there. She she was presented uh, like as like Great this... Britain. Great Britain? Broughton? Plantain. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Lorraine Plantain um, is presented as like this omnicompetent badass spy person. But she does get the fucking lumps knocked out of her. Yeah. It's good. And I'm like, yeah, look at the, there was the, there was the famous thing that like, um, in a post 9-11 world, this was a theory posited by Max Landis that you sort of had Hollywood skewing towards like more invulnerable heroes. Like, you you know, people who just like, I don't take damage at all. I get hit. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. And this was like, everything hurt. And it was an effort. And that was kind of cool. There's just one thing that bothers me about the whole action scene. Yeah. What? There was a couple of t- uh, a couple of the scenes that she was wearing heels. Yeah. Mm. Um, and if we are being practical in terms of like spies, as far as old school spies go, uh, I mean, it was she was awesome kicking ass yes. in those heels. Yeah. Um, but. Would come you? on. <laughs> Your ankles yeah. would, would give out. Would, at some how point. how like the, falling off the stairs. Everything like nope, still standing, completely you know? fine. Yeah. Though I did like at one in one sequence, she does take off a heel in a car and like fucking hits a dude yeah. with it. Was a very short I, yeah, yeah. Heel. I, I think that scene was kind of like justified. It was all right. Yeah. She, that that like, scene I think was probably setting up. This is why she wears heels yeah. because they're dangerous. Yeah, she likes yeah. stabbing them with. You can stab up dudes with them super easy. So, uh, if you, if this slightly positive opening to the to the cast may have surprised you, uh, I'm going to turn around and say I didn't think this movie was very good. No, no. I, it was missing something huge. Uh, a soul. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, okay, looking back at Gary Oldman's uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, um, like one thing that that in terms of spy, as far as spy movies go, the one thing that you expect from it is suspense. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, and what it was missing was suspense in yeah. terms of like there weren't scenes where like the element of danger was presented mm. and without necessarily punching someone to show the danger. There was right? like no existential dread. It's like, yeah. oh, we could be made at oh, any oh, time. And, and also like, you know, living during the time of the Berlin world, there's a lot of paranoia. There's a lot of, in terms of uh, people just not trusting anyone. And there's uh, those elements of the story, they could have brought it out in certain ways. There were scenes where she was being followed and so on. But like it was missing, like they didn't. It was done with such a fast pace that they didn't take the time to build suspense or like, you know, to, just to create that fear mm. of being caught or that fear of like uh, who the who's on your can side. Be. Yeah, yeah, who's on your side. Shay, any thoughts on the pacing of the movie? Yeah, just. Even the fight scenes just felt slow and boring and dull, and it looked more like. I, but there, there were some moments where I was like, oh, that's cool. But there there like, was that one scene, that one sequence that, like, for me, justified the movie, which, which was the, the sequence from when. So, my spoilers, they're trying to get out of the city, and things go awry, so they have to hold up in a building where there are people coming down the stairs, and they're going up the stairs, and Charlie Theron's like, hang out here. I'm going to go and fuck these dudes up. And then it goes into a pseudo one-shot sequence. Yeah. That sequence there was really well done. It wasn't one take by any stretch of the imagination. As we were talking about on the walk up to the pub, like there were clear moments where I'm like, oh, that's now the stunt yeah. double. Yeah, blah, blah. You know, but I really liked the way that they used the construction of the film to build tension in that sequence because it's like she has this really hard time fighting two dudes and it's like it's very rough and stuff and she ends up fucking you know gr like quite graphically like beating these guys down and she's like kind of oh i'm a bit messed up and then the guy her, her ally's like oh there's two more coming and then you're like okay cool there's more now and you don't know how far it's gonna go and i felt like that was kind of a good sequence because it sort of put you a bit on edge it kind of by mimicking one take cinema where there's no break you didn't get a respite there was just like this sort of protracted sense of mm. and i liked that that for me was that's the thing i would say was better than the bisexual relationship because mm. i'm like yeah she's a bisexual one that's cool I, but like that i felt like in some cases that felt a bit sort of i don't know where i don't know how you how you guys felt about it but like i sort of felt it was a bit like and then they kissed and made out and got nude and yeah, pumped and all it, that. Yeah, it felt like, okay, this is in here because that's just what happens in spy movies. But also, it was like, yeah, I mean, no one is even acknowledging that it's a bisexual relationship. It just is, and that's fine. It's just there. I like that it's not acknowledged at all, the mm. genders of that. Nice. Um, also, was that scene that you just mentioned, is that the first time she was using guns? Because for a long time in the film, she was avoiding shooting anyone. Yeah. That was Is the that first when time she, she was did. Just like fuck it, I'll kill everyone. Yeah, because she um, at, at the start of that sequence, the guy gives her like the little gun. Yeah. And um, James McAvoy's character is all like, "Oh ho, don't let them catch you with that gun." And then she uses that gun for a bit, and then uses other guns, and then literally beats beats someone to death with a gun because yep. there's no bullets in it. Like that sequence there was good, but I feel like there were, I don't for a two-hour film. It was so long. It was wait. How do we guys feel about the length? I I I think like in terms of the I don't know there was so there was so much action scenes yeah. fighting scenes in yeah. there um, and this 
there were a couple of fighting scenes that were just trying to be like really clever and and like you said that particular stair scene where, where she, they're trying to get away that was for me like kind of like the best scene mm. possible in terms of the action um but like i i felt like it didn't need it, it did not need like that amount of fighting scenes in terms of because again like it's that thing of saying we're a we're doing a spy film. Would you prefer something like more cerebral? I I think there's a lot that they could have done in terms of like you know building up the the, the suspense of yeah. and 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 also the, the there's an element of a chase in terms of the KKGB on the other side on the east side um, are also chasing this uh, the list and she is also chasing the list. They they, they could have in terms of like they could have done more in terms of that element of the chase mm. um rather than just like spending a lot of times getting caught and doing a lot of se- unnecessary setups um where they were trying to show like uh James McAvoy's character being the double agent and and also the, the this thing of like um they did this thing which is a twist and then another twist My, well i'll just say for for listeners at home if you're worried about spoilers for atomic blonde we're, we're getting a bit close to some stuff here so we'll we'll be vague ish if possible oh sorry but like we just spoil it i mean well, like watch this. well okay i mean like watch how the film like we're 13 minutes in, so we've got about like seven-ish minutes left if we're shooting for a 20-minute cast. I do have a, a question cast. I'd like yes. to pose before we spoil anything. Go for it, yeah. What would you think of the concept of removing the entire element of, I'm retelling this story? Because that's what pre- prevented a certain amount of tension, and it also yeah, wasted you know she lives. so much time. Yes. yes. like Just remove I, it. I think if they just did that, practically, it'll just go into the story, and you'll be just um, left with little information and in terms of like through her actions you'll find out as the story unfolds well yeah like because that that would have been great that would have totally have justified the whole thing of like uh, uh, when she first gets to berlin she's you know made by the kgb immediately like she immediately gets jumped imagine if it was like cold open well you have the bit with like where the guy fucking Gascoigne whatever is it you miss the cold open well, I, I had to pee yeah. um, and you said like oh there's just a whole opening sequence so I was like I'll go quick I came back you just in quick. time yeah. I was yeah. very quick really I ran um, you missed Gascoigne running okay I was running I so I felt like that was part of the movie yeah. um, but I saw Gascoigne get killed and then you go to like her in London like here's your mission blah 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 I, what, what if here's a theoretical opening to the movie you have the gas going gets killed. Hard cut. Charlize Theron gets off the plane and is immediately picked up by the Russians and you have that car chase sequence. She yeah, meets James McAvoy. So and McAvoy's all like, welcome to Berlin. The, the whole reason that, that um, in terms of the opening scene where she sits down and she has to explain uh, her whole mission mm. was just to explain to the audience, like, oh, like, you know, just in case so that you don't get confused, we're going to explain it to you. Well, I think it was more like, that I was like... like we need to send some red herrings of like, oh, do you trust the American? What like this? Why is he but, here? Yeah, th- like, that was that was the other side. But like, to be honest, you have that element in the whole film, like in terms of like uh, the, the even James McAvoy's character and Lorraine's character, who both are on the same side, uh, they didn't trust each other. No, like 
So, well, they set up quite early that you couldn't trust James McAvoy because they were like, they were like, uh, uh, Percival, he's been out there so long, he's gone feral. Uh, uh, you know, you can't trust him. And so we went in going like, okay, I don't trust this guy. It's James McAvoy looking super weird. And there's a yeah. double agent somewhere. Somewhere. Out. And you've only met literally three agents in this film. So. Yeah, it's got a, one of those. Yeah. The, uh, sorry, the, there was the other scene, like in terms of uh, the other scene that I liked at the end. Um, James McAvoy's character doing the whole monologue bit. Really? To camera. Uh, yeah. to camera. That was like, kind of interesting. W- yeah. Which you think uh, he's talking to the audience, um, and and that moment was brilliant. Yeah. And, and I think it justified in terms of. It, it, it made uh, an element of like a political statement in that sense uh, about that era in terms of like a lot of people died um, and yeah, everybody you there's, know there's, has there's, died like it was, it was all for nothing and so on. Yeah, yeah I think that was uh, like a brilliant moment in there. Do you think he was channeling Richard E. Grant from With Now and I? Right, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. Like he was doing some heavy Richard E. Grant. Like a little bit. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can see that. Um, what do you guys think about the setting of it in Berlin during the division between East and West and then having the fall of the wall happen during the film? Like, I did think that was kind of interesting because it's... that While it's a very interesting historical period, I don't feel that there's really enough stuff set around that weird time where you have a population divided against itself and you have sort of, like, elements of the state providing, like, tremendous control and that kind of thing. I think, like, it's a ripe area for spy work, of course. Um, but I also thought, like... I'm quite down with all this brutalist German architecture and all of these people being like, oh, let's listen to an 80s soundtrack and then hit someone with a skateboard. I was like, yeah, all right, this is fine. How do we feel about, like, art direction kind of, like, supporting the narrative and so forth? I've been to the cinema that they go to. Really? Ah. So that was interesting. I was like, ah, I've been there. Ah. Did a man with a key in his face fall through the screen? Yes. Wow. Well, it happens every time. Every it's, time? Yeah, yeah. It gets a bit old. It's a three o'clock show. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I heard from a friend of the show, Andrew Clark, um, when he saw the film, he described it as um, Nicholas Winding Refn-esque, but without the same maniacal attention to detail that Refn gives to his films. And I can kind of see what he means. I haven't yet seen Neon Demon, which I feel like I should. I've even. only seen Drive, and I watched it during the 2008 election, so I don't remember oh, wow. a lot of it. It was just a very stressful night. Yeah. We flipped between that and election results. <laughs> How could you flip from either <laughs> of those things? <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> we lost that state. <laughs> I, I don't recommend watching it like that. <laughs> and I would like to watch it again because I don't remember much. much oh, man, I, I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, we should it's, watch it. It's pretty good. Um, as much as I would like to continue the discussions that we're having, we are approaching the end of our allotted Wait, time. can I ask a quick question? Yes. Go for it, Shay Shay. To you can any of you tell me what is Charlize Theron's character motivation I, in this film? I nope. have because, no idea! Because to begin with, it's like, oh, we fridged that dude because you were in a relationship with him. But I better so, burn this photo. So, so you, you're going to avenge him or something? Nope. No. Nope, that's not important. No. What, what? Oh, and then she's like, oh, I finally got my life back at the end. I was like, did you? What are you talking about? Yeah. What? It was I never on the table. What, yeah. what was, what what was, was your life? You? And also, Why it, did you do this? And then what the film's all on? like, oh, maybe James McAvoy's evil. And you're like, it's pro- probably not. 
Yeah, um, it seems a bit obvious. Yeah, in, in terms of that, there's none whatsoever. But like, I, I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I think the film oh, is missing. What, yeah. That like delivery, that's fucking great. Maybe that's why it's missing its soul. Yeah, because um, yeah. you have to relate to this character, isn't it? Um, and also the fact that, um, like, they imply in terms of... Um, based on like the wounds that she has, the way she behaves, that she's been doing this for quite a long time. Hmm. Um, and they, that is there. So therefore, also, like, it doesn't go further than that, like, uh, implying um, that through uh, the way she behaves and so on, even when she gets into a relation with the French spy, uh, sexual LaSalle. relation, yeah. not any long-term relation whatsoever. Yeah. Um, she literally says in the movie that these relationships, they aren't real. Yeah. But, <laughs> they, they, yeah, there's no motivation for for her character at all. Um, but, and also, at least James McAvoy's character, his motivation was, like, to make money and sell secrets and so on. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is fine for a supporting character. Which is fine. I would say that Lorraine was a very unavailable lead character. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was like, I, I get it, you're a strong, Sadly, badass yeah. secret agent, but I'm just like... <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. I, I understand that, like, yeah, you're a strong, badass female secret agent, sure, but wh- wh- why do I care? It's like, yeah. this, this, well, this, you know, I, I don't... I don't want to even lower this to, like, compare it to Bond, because fuck Bond. Um, yeah, but it's that thing of, like... The I, she seemed to have nothing but disdain for the job that she was doing, like you say. Yeah. But the movie presents it that she's been doing this for ages, yeah. and you know, the question is why. And, and she's like three layers deep. Yeah. As well. Super deep. Like. As we discover towards the end of the film. Yeah. And where just... that whole ending sequence was entirely unnecessary. Yeah. I feel. Maverick twist. Sort yeah. Of. Oh yeah, just suddenly like, oh, you think you got it? Oh. Oh! Oh, there's more! You John Goodman! Oh! On a plane? What? That, well, to be fair, that wasn't the twist. <laughs> uh, no, I, it... John Goodman was on a plane the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> he wasn't time. in a room. Did, did her accent change in the airplane? Yes. Yeah, she like a bit. She changed back to American. Yeah. So they're, uh, like... Are they implying that she was an American agent all this Yeah, she well, that's that's okay. Well, but it's out of the bag. But uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, she Sorry. changed from British to American in the KGB's Paris hotel room. Yeah, mm. and then continued on with yeah whatever. But the whole I, that whole thing of like <laughs> KGB, I'm with you. Now you're all dead. Why? What? Uh, Who? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And, and also, like, in terms of the purpose of her being there with them, like, there's no exchange of, like, in terms of, she had the list at that point. There's yeah. no exchange of, like, oh, I'll give you the list and you give me I'll something get for something? Yeah, yeah, there was none of that. It was, they implied that she was a KKGB agent and... Uh, and then well, she was there, like, like a triple agent. Yeah, so she was a like, British agent, so KGB like, agent. Yeah, but really she was always one for the and US. She was an American right? agent, yeah. posing Which is as why a she never wanted the Americans in the room. Because yeah. they, she was all like, "Oh, John Goodman knows who I am." So, yeah. so, so that's like the twist within a twist within a twist, Inception style. Well, it's a bit yeah. that like gives it too much credit. It's like it. I when she got onto the plane at the end, and John Goodman was like, "You called me a cocksucker," you know, and I was yeah. just like. 
Go away, movie. This is silly. I would have been fine if she was just evil the whole time. Possibly. When that when that was true for two seconds, I was like, yeah. Yeah? I, I mean, would, the, fine. The, the damning moment for this film was that the sequence that we mentioned earlier on the stairs, the whole one take thing, I was really prepared for that to be like the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, she'd have this whole crazy battle, and she'd have to get Eddie Marson's character out, and then he dies. I was like, oh, you failed. And I was like, okay, cool. That's where you fucked up. That's where you got all of the wounds yeah. that you have in the, the briefing room at the start end of the movie, as it were. And, like, this is why you're now being brought up to explain what went wrong. And then the movie keeps going for, like, a while with this whole, oh, but what about that French girl who really had no reason to do... Anything? It's like, she's like, I'm a spy. And they're like, you're also the worst spy ever. She's like, I am. But also, I got you, James McAvoy. And it's like, okay. Uh, that, that was the worst thing ever. Like, if you're a spy, the last thing you want to do is give your hand away. Uh, and she gave her cards uh, to James McAvoy, which incidentally uh, ends not so well for her. Yep. Why did he kill her? Because she had the pictures. Of but he didn't oh, know. Yeah. He didn't, know, he didn't that. know that. But she implied that she had something on him. She oh, was like, him. she was like, she tape. called him. Yeah, yeah, she was like, oh, you tried to fuck with me. But then you have to go back to the question: Why did you call him and say, "I'm gonna fuck you up, James McAvoy"? Uh, she could have waited until she left the country. Yeah, she just left. Or she could have just not done that. Yeah, exactly. He would have found out eventually. There yeah. were lots of bits and pieces of this movie that were just like, yeah, but why that? Yeah. You know. All right, so. We are now going to move through to our final section, which will be our final thoughts. As mirroring the opening of the podcast, you have to come up with a one-line summary of what your feelings on this film are. The newcomer, Zach, your one-line take to close out your feelings on this film. I would probably say if it had a soul, it would have been great. But no, it didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Shay? Uh, John Wick, he's, he's after... His dog gets killed. He's sad. Uh, James Bond, he's cold because he he's everyone dies around him, so he's a tragic character. This the only motivation is to give some stunt guys a great reel. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Damning. <laughs> EJ. Uh I will listen to the soundtrack and I will watch that one scene again and that's it. <laughs> Otherwise it is not worth watching. And I say that with great pain because I do love Charlize Theron. Mm. And her 2016 Taylor Swift hair in this film was amazing. You had to bring in some tea swag? She just had the same haircut. Yeah. I was like, yes. Um, and finally, I will just say the thing that I've been saying to everybody since this film has come out. They had a glaring oversight in this film, which is, why was the theme song of this movie not Atomic by Blondie? Thank you for listening.